How's it going everybody? Episode 17 of uh, the vlog, uh, Alex Bromish Presents. Uh, happy to be back home, finally, in the uh, the makeshift studio here. Had a great trip back from Dubai, it Was everything went smoothly, was really happy with it. And uh, got home to a, uh, a tired looking uh, wife and a very happy little baby. So that was awesome, we got some quality time together yesterday and uh, been doing some things with some friends uh, today, so it's been a great start to the weekend. Didn't get to do an episode yesterday, sorry about that, but I was uh, pretty tired and just needed some rest and so I thought I'd put my energy into today. And one of the things that came up when I was uh, chatting with some colleagues in uh, Gold Foods last week was around problem solving. And I used to be the uh, global expert advisor in Tetra Pak for quality tools and methods. And one of my jobs as part of that was to roll out uh, Tetra Pak's problem solving methodology and to train quite a lot of people on problem solving techniques. And one of the topics that we often came up with was root cause analysis. And the, the question that came up, why, how can you solve a problem if you don't know the root cause? Now, a lot of people believe that it's, if you don't find the root cause to a problem, you're unable to solve the problem and you haven't solved the problem effectively. And I had an example of this as well several years ago when I was working on a project. And I think it's really important that you note that it's not about finding the root cause. The, finding the root cause is not the goal of a problem-solving project or a problem-solving activity. Finding the root cause is there to help you understand how you can therefore solve the problem and implement the right solution to the problem. But there are steps that you should always go through before you even start looking into some sort of root cause analysis. And that's why I always say that doing a root cause analysis is not always necessary when you do problem solving. And I think that a lot of people waste time doing root cause analysis when it's not really necessary either. Now, and I want to explain that because I think it's an important concept for anyone who has to work in these sort of businesses. And, and the way that the terminology that we use inside Tetra Pak and the way that I like to talk about it and the way that I think that people should often think about it is the concept of basic conditions. If you go into a problem-solving scenario and you need to solve a problem, uh, particularly when it's sort of a technical condition or a, um, an IT condition or equipment type condition, you really need to first check that all your basic conditions are in place because you will not find a special cause if your basic conditions are not in place. So you need to make sure that your basic conditions are in place and then usually what is causing your problem is actually a lack of maintaining basic conditions or a too great a variation in your basic conditions. And that's what you need to solve. Only then, if you solve that and you have your system running in its basic conditions and you're experiencing a problem still, can you say that you should then start looking for some sort of special cause? So what do I mean by basic conditions? Well, if you have a piece of equipment, your basic conditions could be settings. They could be that you're using the right standard operating procedures. They could be that your maintenance procedures have been executed correctly. I can use the example of the video camera here that I have. If we could say, oh, the video camera isn't working and that's the problem, or it's not recording a video, and that's the problem. My basic conditions could be, is the battery charged fully? Does it have charge? Does it have a memory card in it? Is the firmware up to date? Those sort of things. So you can look for three things in that example. Those are basic conditions for the camera to in order to be functioning. If any of those three things are wrong, it's, potential, uh, it's potentially already causing the problem that I'm looking at. 
There's no need for me to do a root cause analysis into those if they're just standard basic conditions. And in the, um, in the factory environment particularly, we usually look around, are the standard operating procedures as they're defined today being used? Are the settings on the machine according to the manual or according to the last known good settings that the machine had? Has the maintenance been performed on it correctly? Are there any parts that should have, or has, has any cleaning been done, lubrication been done on the machine on the regular basis that it should have been done as well? So unless we've checked through that list of things first, we shouldn't then be worrying about going into a root cause analysis activity, in my opinion, and in my experience as well. I find that there is a lot of times when we can stop right there and we can put things right into basic conditions and then carry on and usually the problem goes away. And I know that this is the experience of a lot of my, uh, a lot of my colleagues and also a lot of other situations that I've been in. So there's some quick thoughts about root cause analysis and when you might need to do it or rather when you might not need to do it. I'm going to talk another time about uh, root cause analysis much depth because it's a topic that I really enjoy and I find a lot of people get very confused about as well. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments below. Uh, thank you for watching the video. Give us a like, give us a comment and uh, I hope to speak to you very shortly.